With Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama, there is the round 17 in the books. And as you heard from the song there, DWZ with his beautiful hair. I was an absolute monster this week. 175 points. Now... You know, I've done a Lionel Richie song because in his heyday, and you might be too young, all of you listeners out there, but he had the most beautiful ringlet sort of shoulder length hair. And that's what I reckon, uh, you know, DWZ looks like to me. He's he, he's bloody spectacular. And look, um, from a super coach point of view, he's averaging 75 for the year. So um, when you're talking somebody who's at his percentage, which is under 6%, 175 is beautiful. And this three and five run average is near 100 as well. So he's been a terrific going for those pod hunters out there that um, have grabbed him. So I thought the song had to go to him. He was 30 points the better of any other player this week in Supercoach. He's a real uber pod ownership too, quite a bit under 10%. Uh, and it's really good super coaching because that's a, that that 175 is the kind of stuff that shoots you up the ladder in a, in a big way. Uh, so well done to those people that own him. Uh, we're going to go through uh, the the top scorers of the round. I'll have a bit of a reflect on how I'm doing for super coach to give you a bit of an update. Uh, we'll have a look at the trade trends because I'm recording this uh, on the Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll have a look at what I see in there early doors. Um, I think now we're getting towards the end of the um, buy schedule, but. I think that all the trades that you make now have got to be sort of um, with a mindset that um, can can they play round 20? Do I, if if the shit hits the fan, can I hold this player for the rest of the year? They can't just be in, in their entirety just a one-round play for a buy. I think you've got to start thinking about them with that second tier and the third tier of why you might be picking that player. Um, so it's an interesting time in Supercoach. Um, it's hard going uh, for Ado. Let's let's kick off the show uh, and move on into the first segment, which is a bit of Ado time. Getting to know you. 
Alrighty, so for me it was a 1216, which I thought was probably just a tick over par, and, and that's the case. Uh, saw me go on only 266 pots up the ladder, which is a green arrow. Two weeks in a row for green arrows, so I'm into 6,946, which is not shit. Um, I'd like to be in the top 1,000, but it's hard going up there. Um, people have really got their teams set. I've had a bit of bad fortune in the last couple of weeks with captains being 40s, but um, I feel like I've been going this year, getting myself up to that two or 3,000 mark and then having a real shocking round where I go down to 10,000 and I claw me way back and then I drop down again. So let's just hope now... Um, getting at the end of this buy schedule, if I can save some trades, I just go up to the two and three thousand and don't drop back down again. But look, it's green arrows, and I'll accept that it was a twelve hundred and sixteen. Um, look, there's a couple of quandaries in the old team um, now because obviously I'm building good numbers for upcoming buys and sort of the run home. But um, I've had some under underperforming players, which are tough, you know, to to cop. Sometimes you need them all to land in the in the one round. You know, someone like Harry Grant, for instance, I know he's in the middle of an origin campaign and, um, you know, you worry that he's not going to play full minutes or maybe not go quite as hard. They might manage him for workload. Um, and it was a 48, which is not the worst score in the world, but, you know, that's your premium hooker and, and it really, um, you know, you you think he's more of a 70 sort of averaging. So it's a bit unders by his standards. Um, look, I, I got Sonny Lucas, my AE, and that's a real problem. Um, the hooker position, you know, I just referred to Harry Grant there being sort of unders and, you know, you got your Damian Cooks and, and you know, Jeremy Marshall Kings. There's a few that are going okay this year, but how how the hell do you move um, Sonny Luke on? Is there a, an option that you can afford without having to throw a big stack of money on there? Um, probably not, <laughs> really, um, that you're going to want to waste a trade on. Uh, but you're just going to be left with this um, really deficient ability to loop. Um, I was up against the great man, Aman, from YouTube and Twitter and all the socials um, in the Podmasters Cup, and he um, got Welsh as his AE for 74 points, and mine was Sonny Luke with 15. So it's a real disadvantage if you've got these AE nightmares. And look, I've got myself a Mo Ali, and I've got myself a Ben murdoch Masilla, and I've got myself a Josh Schuster in there. So um, there, there's a lot of people that can really um, f- a loop anyway um, in my team. I still looped, though. I got Gutho as the VC, and after I've had a couple of quiet rounds um, on captains, I wanted to just lock in the, the, the guaranteed points, even though I was going to get a 15 um, from Sonny Luke, which was good. Um, my captain I probably would have gone with was Cody Walker. Uh, he finished with a 36. He was very down this week. None of the passes sort of seemed to stick, and Souths are sort of on the uh, slide, aren't they? Um, they could really use Trell. I feel like without Trell, they're looking um, a bit sort of lacking in confidence and in a bit of slickness in their attack. Um, you know, and it's sort of translating off to players like um, Cody Walker and Alex Johnston, who was a 45 this week, which is not the worst by his standards um, without tries and stuff, I guess. But um, yeah, Cody Walker was a bit of a disappointment um, for me. Uh, obviously, Josh Schuster on the bench there with a 21. Uh, he looks like an absolute dud by, um, unfortunately. And how do you, he's going to probably be a popular trade out this week, I'd imagine. Um, look, yeah, I had um, a couple of um, bad scores. 
Um, I was, uh, you know, good good with a few scores in there for David Fafita, Jermaine Hopgood. They're all well-owned players. Jerome Hughes, who I brought in a little while ago, I thought that uh, I saw a little bit enough from him to take a punt on him instead of Moses, thinking that potentially I could move him to Cleary and, and because Hughes would get score okay and I felt like he was on an upward trajectory and he would hold his price really well. Um, so and that's proving to be true. Uh, he had a 62 break even this week, which he's taken care of. He's up to 705,000. So that was a pleasing thing to see for me. Um, yeah, so look, it's just uh, slightly above par. And, and, and these people that have a DWZ or if they have a C&K, they're getting 100 points more than me. So that's why it's sort of hard going. I did have C&K at one point in the year and I, I sold him. So um, yeah, look, and, and uh, Fafita is an absolute weapon. Uh, Jared Croker just keeps on chucking along at his 60s. You know, um, Hass was um, minutes managed as well after Origin for 59. So just a few things didn't quite go, you know, um, as well as they probably could have, um, which is just the story of the year. You've got to have an outlier. You've got to have one of these big um, daddy, you know, if I if I say take out um, Cody, sorry, if I take out Alex Johnston and I've got a DWZ or a CNK, there's an extra 100 points on there. And it's as simple as that. This year, it can be just that is the difference between having a, a par score for the week and having an above par. So I just find it hard to be getting these. I'm either getting under par, par, or just a tiny bit above par. I'd like to get one where it's a, a big, big daddy score where I can go and shoot up the ladder big time. Um, it's coming in to, down to the end of the sort of buy sort of schedule. So like I said, it's a marathon and not a sprint. So hopefully... You know, you're around uh, 19 and your 20s uh, looking good and, and the run home, you're conserving trades. So um, it's going to be a really interesting end to the season. But that's where I sort of stand, getting up to 2,000, 3,000, then dropping down to 7,000. I'm at 6,000 now. So I want my climb back up. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. <laughs> Let's move it on. I'm your host, Adrianosaurus, and welcome tonight's news. Righty, the main sort of talking point in my view from a super coach point of view is Reese Walsh. He's obviously been uh, referred straight through to the judiciary for that language problem. Um, he's nearly 30% owned as well um, and a lot of people were sort of eyeing him off, particularly after his outstanding origin sort of series. Um, that's going to be a blow if he gets weeks for it. I know he's going with the old... Uh, you know, I was talking to a player, not the ref, but I don't know if that's going to fly. Um, so he could actually be missing a week or two. Um, he's obviously going to be there for the Origin 3 as well. So that's going to be a real blow for teams if uh, you were rocking him. Um, the other ones are sort of half good news, I guess, for popular-owned players. Jacob Host is going to miss a couple of weeks for um, a shoulder charge, minimum. Um, so, like, you know, I've been sitting here with Moali, for instance, uh, you know, just getting AE-type scores, so maybe there'll be an extra couple of minutes for him there. Uh, and Murata Niyakore, he looks like he's going to be out for three minimum, uh, four if he fights it as well, um, which is a fair, re- you know, reasonable amount of time as well. So I know that um, some people will iron off like a Barnett or a Curran or whatever, but that looks like a decent enough time out for one of those guys um, to pick up some minutes. Maybe Jazz is due back. I'm not sure of the repercussions with their team. We'll have to wait for TLT, but Murata's going to be sitting out. So those are the big three that are going to be um, suspended. We'll go off into the uh, uh, injuries and how that's going to affect Supercoach uh, next. The most uh, prominent injuries, I 
I guess, were Angus Crichton went off there. It looks like it's going to be an MCL, so that's going to be some time as well. Um, he's not highly owned, and he hasn't really been setting the world alight as well, but, um, you know, if you've got yourself any other the Roosters forwards, you might um, see that there's a bit, bit, bit better minutes in there for them. Um, you've also got... Uh, Papali'i from the Raiders out with um, a, a hamstring injury, which is unfortunate. Um, he was going pretty well this year as well. Um, the Raiders could really use him, you know, up there with Tuppany, but that's probably good news for Tuppany. It wasn't really on the weekend because he didn't get brought on till late in the second half, but, jeez, uh, if there was ever a time to give him some more minutes, Ricky, give him some minutes now that Josh Papali'i is out. Uh, you had also Turpin go down as well um, with ribs. We'll have to wait and see on the news with him. I know a few people took a little bit of a flutter on him uh, once we knew that Brandon Smith was out for a while, but um, we'll have to wait and see uh, on team lists. Uh, Reese Robson um, was removed with tightness um, in his hamstring in that last match for the um, Cows. He'll obviously be um, probably, I would imagine, picked for Origin as well because he was pretty solid, I thought, in his first campaign into the Origin arena. Um, but he was pulled off the tip for the team. Um, Tamalolo, which drew as well. A lot of people were uh, expecting him back. I don't know if I'd have him for super coach though, but it could have repercussions on people like Cotter, you know, um, you know, even, you know, if people own Gravel, all those type of ones, um, you know, Nanai, there could be some repercussions once Tamalolo comes back. Uh, Tino was fine. He just got a rest. Um, Penne got an ankle injury. Um, what else have we got? Anything else? I don't think so. Harrison Edwards, um, he had the concussion. So we'll have to see if he's named as well in the teams. Um, he's been going okay as a cheapie, but I think he was sort of maxing out anyway. thought I'd mention him because I've seen that he's um, to be advised. So we'll have to see if he's named if you do have him in your team. Marshall King didn't quite get up for last week's game as well, but keep a close eye on TLT because, like I said at the start of the show, Hooker's a bit of a dead wasteland. Even the premium ones like Harry Grant um, not firing as much. So if you are somebody that has held on to Jeremy Marshall King, he is actually fairly highly owned. So uh, hopefully you've got him uh, back from that shoulder injury uh, this week in round 18. Um, what else have we got? I've missed anyone. I do apologize. Um, that's all. I think this sort of got huge relevance. We're obviously a lot of us are waiting on players to come back that we might be holding because we know they're coming back soon. But um, that'll all obviously be TLT um, <laughs> dependent. Let's move it on to the next segment. Around the ground. Alrighty, that's where we talk about the stars of the round. Um, this is an all-important time of the year when we're all sort of um, really bare bones for getting a 17 out there. These rounds that are post-origin and post-buy, major buy. So it's been tough um, to land a 17. And, and these players who star, like I said at the top of the show with Dallin, uh, with Tenny Zalesniak, that can make a real difference um, to your green arrows or your red arrows, whether you own these type of guys. So um, let's go through the stars of the last round. And if you were lucky enough to have these blokes, uh, well done to you. Um, look, number one, obviously, there was Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak. He finished with 175. Like I said, he was uh, 4% owned. Um, it's a really... Um, you know, astute purchase by people who grabbed him a while back. Uh, at 719000 now, he's probably getting a little bit exy for people, um, as is Chance, who, um, if you're lucky enough to own both of them, I'm sure you've got some bloody delicious uh, green arrows. He's 22% owned um, Chance, and he's gone in with 145, and he's averaging 70-plus for the year. Dallin, 76.9. Um, you know, he's only played the nine games, but he's having an exceptional year, probably the best I've ever seen from him. Uh, Scott Drinkwater, averaging 77.5. The Whisperer, he 
happy to uh, hear that on Scott Drinkwater. Uh, 140 last week, which was uh, spectacular by him. The cows have sort of been a bit resurgent. Uh, he's only 3.4% owned, which is real uber pod. Uh, and over the last three rounds, he's averaging 113. So people who own him have been enjoying uh, some fruitful scoring. David Fafita, um, look, last time post-Origin, it was a 13-minute or whatever game, and it was an absolute tragedy. As soon as Tino was out, my spirits lifted because I thought um, Dave would be on here for some decent enough minutes. Um, look, the average for the year is 85.90s. Featured the 121 last week, which was really nice um, for those people that own him. He's 20% owned. Oh, sorry, he's a uh, 23.5% owned. Um, so it's not a pod, uh, but it's still nice to grab a good score for those of us that held on to him through the origin period. Uh, he's 858,000 now, so he's getting terribly hard to afford as well. Clint Gutherson, uh, he might just be um, the pick at the moment with Teddy sort of being down. Tommy Turbo out for the rest of the season. Um, maybe you just hold Gutho as one of the premium options. Latrell's still not back yet. Um, Gutho is averaging 80-plus for the year. Uh, his three-round average is 129.7. So as um, a, 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 an owner, you have enjoyed a really good time with Gutho over recent times. It's three tons in a row. It was an 81 before that as well. Um, look, he's uh, 893000 now, Gutho. He's um, costs an absolute fortune. Um, and I don't know if people can afford him now. He's on the buy uh, in the upcoming week, which will be the benefit to those who don't own him in the fullback position, but I don't know if I'd be moving him on if you owned him um, with them being on the buy, uh, because obviously he's got importance after this round um, to teams, and I just don't know if there's a lot of better options in there in the fullback. Um, Mitch Moses, um, he's done really well on the weekend as well for power 118 points. He's averaging uh, 74.9 for the year, so just a tick under 75. Um, halfback has been a tough one because uh, obviously we've had Cleary out and um, Hines, you know, is, uh, you know, he was in his origin and then in the, his confidence was down a bit. We haven't always seen him do, you know, small, smaller scoring like that. So um, the road less traveled by people, actually 19.2% owned. Uh, Mitch Moses, 118 points. Uh, his three run average is 100 as well. So recent times have been good for people who own him, as it has been for Sean Johnson, 112 points by him. Uh, the Warriors going really well this year. Uh, and Sean Johnson's probably having, oh, if it's not close to his best career uh, year, he's bloody close, I tell you that. Different style to he's ever you know sort of played before, but he's back to that premium super coach scoring, 768 the three-round average is 119 from him, uh, which is terrific. Uh, he's now 24.7% owned. Uh, it's been spectacular for those who have had SJ in their team. Uh, Tyron Peachy filling in there in the centres with the all the rest. He's got a ton, um, 107. He's worth 556,000. He's nearly made 300k. Uh, Tyron Peachy was seven and a half percent owned. So look, when all those Origin blokes come back in. Um, Maybe you move him on now that he's made a little bit of money. You can get him across to someone half decent because uh, I just don't know if he's going to go back to the bench and play limited minutes, whether you're going to want to have him. Uh, but it was good last week, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, he's been a sensational. Uh, he's now worth 717000 105 from him. His average is 75.7 for the year. The three-round average is 87.7, but I will flag um, that Lane is due back um, next week uh, for the Parramatta Eels. So that uh, those forwards are going to probably start uh, trickling their way back into the team. And we know uh, with Jermaine, uh, when it's 70 minutes type stuff, 65, 70 minutes, the scoring's been elite, like premium top shelf scoring. Um, but when there was 
more troops when it was like a full deck. Uh, he seemed to get less minutes and the scores dropped off to sort of not keep a status. So that's a close watch for me. I hope it just keeps going for a little while longer. Maybe he's not the season-long keeper once everyone's back on deck for them. But at the moment, we just hope it keeps on. Uh, he's been pretty good this year, Will Pedersini. He's worth 585000 um, 104 last week. It was probably the best game I've ever seen him play in first grade. The average is only 62.6 for the year, but he is 7.4% owned. So those owners uh, would have really wanted it that ton. Uh, and it came. Uh, nothing else over 100, so I'm not going to mention them in the ones that are around the grounds worthy. But those were the tons in there this week. It was a pretty decent enough round with 10 tons to choose from. And like I said, um, there's going to be people out there. I just picture people, the 4% that own Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak, probably own C&K as well. So just between those two players there, you got yourself over 300 points. And that can be the difference. So, uh, look, you really just need to nail these guys and... Uh, get them, get them if you can. And someone like uh, Chance, seven hundred sixty-two thousand, probably too expensive for you. You know, Gutho's nearly nine hundred thousand, and we can't afford them in there. So you might have to pass on some and try to f- grab the next one. Maybe it's Targo, maybe it's uh, Coates. You know, you got to get someone on a run, and and uh, while you can afford them now, that they might be able to score as well as these guys or get a big daddy hundred. Um, it's hard. It's hard to juggle the decks and work out. Um, who can I afford to pay a premium dollar on now? Who is my bargain price one who I think can get within close, you know, of them, do relatively the same, or is there someone who's about to go boom? So um, a real tricky time uh, in the year for that. Let's go into the... Couple of nailed it's in there. Um, there's some good scoring in the round. I'll just go over the ones that's sort of half relevant to me. Um, let's start it off with Xavier Coates, who's now up to 414,000. Um, he's 5.8% owned, and he's actually got some real rubbish scores in there, so you would have been uh, really happy with this 97. Uh, and the three round average is 73, which is good. So you, he might just be one of those ones on the uptick. After that last Origin game, uh, you know, filling in for Cobo, maybe he's picked up a bit of confidence. Melbourne Storm uh, starting to hit their straps. He's got a minus 30 break-even. We talk about hitting those ones on their upward trajectory. We know we do that with, um, you know, Alex Johnston when they're all firing those Souths team. But, um, look, he went 14-17-11 in the three weeks um, before. He's just, the last three weeks where he's gone 51-71-97. So, the warning with Coates is he can go single digits, and I don't know if you can necessarily play him all the time, uh, but you know maybe you stash him in there while he's cheap, and uh, he does have the ability to get multiple tries in there, and they do find him. Uh, like I said, it's, it's going to be a punt, though, but he's uh, scored well on the weekend for those who have uh, been copping those low scores. Deedon was good with a 95. He's only 3.1% owned, but you will take that 95. Adam Fanula Blake, he's having a ripping year. 71.8 is his average. Uh, and he scored 94 on the weekend. Val Holmes, um, he's looking like he could be a bloody season-long hold um, or season-long keeper, uh, which he always probably was, really. A lot of us sold him around that origin period. His three-round average has been 97.7, which is amazing. Um, and Val's worth 755000 so he might be too expensive for you, unfortunately. Joey Manu, I saw people on the socials saying, I've got to sell him immediately. He looks like he's doing nothing in the centres. Um, and he went and just went boom in that game, um, finished with a 91. So his average for the year is still sitting at 63, which is probably a bit lower than a premium, you know, compared to someone like Val. 
you know, that's a good eight points or whatever there. But um, look, the three-round average from Joey Money has been 86.3. And um, whilst I don't love him in, in centre compared to, you know, fullback and 5'8", um, he did have a good game on the weekend. Dejern Arcee is filling in there for Dill Bags. Um, 91 from him. His average is 68. Um, he looks pretty good to me. Uh, he's in 5'8 only, and he's at 515,000. I don't know if people are going to be doing that kind of move, um, but he's been very good. Nelson starting on an edge, um, 90 points from him. His average is only 54.8 for the year, but the three-run average is 72. Um, Nelson's 506,000. He's, he's affordable. Um, let's have a look at the minutes last week. He played 76 minutes last week, and 59 the week before, 62 the week before that. You know, the minutes before that was sort of like 31, 41, 24. So... If he plays 60 minutes, he's going to score well, and I think he's quite affordable. Um, where is he? You can only get him in front row forward. Um, yeah, but, I mean, look, Lindsay Collins, him, they're all sort of affordable in that ballpark, and I reckon they're three-round average. You know, uh, in the recent times, they've looked, you know, premium-type scoring. Uh, the Hammer was good with 88, um, backing up from Origin. Lindsay Collins backing up from Origin. He looks like a cult hero with all the things he did in Origin. Got man of match. 88 points for him. Uh, look, he's... Average is, you know, 54.5 and the three-round average is 61, but he looks like he's grown a leg since uh, Origin. Um, and you maybe you grab on him, for, you know, in your front row to pump it up for under 500,000. You know, Nelson only 506, so maybe you could do a move in there and grab one of those two guys. Corey Horsburgh um, with an 87. Um, his average for the year is 62.5. Um, with a three-run average 68, the five-run average 73.2. So um, it was really good to get an 87 out of him. Bryce Cartwright, uh, when Lane comes back, you know, like I said, you're going to have Hopgood, you're going to have Lane, and, and Bryce, he's been really good, the Cardi party this year. Um, look, the average is 57.3, but he's made um, 352,000, um, and the three-run average has been 72.7. So he's been really playing quite well. Um, Jerome Hughes, um, you look, you compare him to someone like Mitch Moses, who's been exceptional over the last sort of three weeks. I went with Jerome Hughes. Um, he's, uh, was a bit cheaper. And obviously with Moses going off to origin, I, I thought that Hughes looks like he was moving, you know, turning the corner and starting to run more. And he's obviously had other players like Munster and stuff out as well. So he's taking a big responsibility, um, for the team. Um, 86 from him on the weekend. His three run average has been 97.3. So, um, that's good. And I'm, I've been happy to own him over those couple of weeks. I think I've had him for three weeks. So, um, good scoring I've had from him since having him anyway. Um, Jeremiah Nano with an 84. Um, look, he's sort of starting to pick up. And I think the origin campaign helped him as well. An 84. Simmonson, he seems to have found his spot there in the centers for the uh, Eels. And he's finished with an 83. Uh, three or an average of 85.7, just quietly. Um, Card Pereira. Um, he's cheap again because he's lost a bit of money in recent times. Eighty three. Kelly was good with a one, uh, an eighty one. Hamoli with an eighty one. Sullivan with an eighty one. Will Warbrick with an eighty. Paddy Carrigan with a seventy nine. Sandon Smith, um, halfback five eight. What's going to happen? Obviously, when um, Sam Walker comes back, what's going to happen to Sandon Smith? I don't know, but um, I'm sure people will probably take a pun on him now after the scoring. Um, with him you know, being picked in the halves there. Hudson Young, uh, only 540000 from him. Uh, the average for the year is way down on what we saw from him last year, uh, 57.4, um, but it was good on the weekend with the 76, so maybe he's somebody that you can get on the cheap. Um, Sorensen um, has been exceptional there for the Penrith Panthers, 75 as well. Jack Cogger with the 75. Now, I'm going to leave it there. Um, <clears throat> a lot of 70s in there, which is very good scoring as well, but I want to cap it off. Um, you know, I want to cap it off there in the 
75, you know, because I don't want to go any lower. Let's go off to the f- next segment. You really dropped the ball, man. Wasn't all brilliant scoring in the round. Um, some of them are pretty highly owned as well, which is going to hurt to you. Um, what do we do with them? Well, that's your question, you know. Someone like Schuster is really giving me problems. So is Sonny Luke. But let's go and talk about some of the bad scoring in the round. Um, yeah, Sonny Luke, 15 points. Uh, it's really hard when you're um, trying to loop and you, you're getting a 15. Sometimes the equation looks like it's going to be close. Um, but like I pointed out there with Aman, um, you know, getting a 70, you know, as your A is a lot of difference again of 15. Um, and that's what I got there from uh, Old Mate. Um, yeah, Sonny Luke. Now, Ben Hunt, he's only 2.8% owned, but he scored a 13 on the weekend, which was, uh, you know, it's not good. It seems to fit with what he's feeling over there, playing for the St. George Dragons. Uh, Drew Hutchinson still 8.8% owned, scored a 15 not the uh, ideal one. Um, Katoa, obviously, on the bench is still 28.6% owned and 16. That's sort of AE type stuff as well. Um, you know, if you go down, you're probably looking at a 5.1% owning Sevo for an 18. It's going to sting a bit. Um, Hetherington, you know, a 19 from him and still 5.2. Look, if you own a Moali, you own a Sunny Luke, you own a bloody Ben Murdoch Mosilla, um, you're going to get these AE type scores, you know. Um, people who went and grabbed Joe O, 2,400 of you, uh, 20 points is going to sting a little bit. Josh Schuster stinking it up hardcore, 42.4%. He's so highly owned, 21. Um, look, if you've got a sunny Luke, that 21's not going to be your AE, is it? But um, look, a lot of people own Reese Walsh, nearly 30%. And after that amazing Origin campaign, you thought this was an, an absolute ripper of a um, matchup for him. I only scored 22 points and he's um, a good chance or a chance of being rubbed out uh, for the language. So uh, it'll be an interesting watch. Um, 8.6% of own Tanner Boyd. He's been pretty good for the year, like consistent and and you know, not outstanding scoring, but okay as a backup, much better than a Sonny Luke. Um, but he's um, scored a 23 on the weekend, which wasn't um, you know, too, too um, exquisite. Katoni with a 25 as well at 8.9%. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Anyone else that's re- reasonable? Moali with his 29. That's not the worst as an AE. If you if you didn't own a Sonny Luke and you were getting a Moali, um, even a Schuster, you get that extra six points. Not a lot, but it's every bit counts. Jake Granville, 2.7%. Whisperer is one of them. Uh, 30 points from him. Uh, look, there's nothing else really. I don't want to talk about anyone. James Tedesco, I guess, at 13%, scoring a 32. Put up the bombs. He doesn't seem to be taking them with any confidence at the moment. Um, and I'll finish it off with probably Ray Stone at 9.8%, scoring a 33. So some bad scoring in there. Um, look, I, if you're like me, I own Moali, I own Ben Murdoch, I own Sonny Luke, I own Schuster. It's probably too hard to get rid of all of them. It just takes away your opportunity to do strong loops like Aman last week. You loop and you get a 70 AE. I'm looping and get a 15 to 20. That's going to be the case. And it's going to have to be a ripping score from a VC in order to uh, enact the loop. Um, and that's just going to be the way it is, really. And if you've got a decent enough depth, you know, hopefully you don't have to play these guys a lot. Um you know, but that's it. If you've got three, four of them like I have, you're probably going to have to play them sometimes. So it's not ideal. Um, but look, 
what can you do? Can't get rid of four of them. So hopefully you've, you, you've got minimum amount of them and you're not getting, or, you know, they score well one week and you can do a strong loop, but it's going to be going to be tricky business when you've got these AE nightmares. Moving on. I'm watching you, Adrianosaurus. Always watching. All right, the person that I'm watching is, um, let's talk about the negative ones, actually. Obviously, I've got all these other ones, like your Sonny Lukes, I've got your, you know, your Ben Murdoch Basilas, your Moalis, but I'm not looking at them to move on because they got no value for me to do any moves on. Um, Josh Schuster at 400,000 is somebody I'm eyeing off moving, um, but I don't want to have to do um, a low percentage move. I don't want to have to sort of couple him with some other people are nothing one and then adding money to Schuster to get him up to someone. Um, I don't know if I want to do two trades to move on Schuster, but he's only worth the 400,000, but I am eyeing him off as a move on. Uh, and I'm sort of looking at Billy Smith as well. There are rumors that he, him or um, Palgo might get dropped um, from that Roosters team. And if Billy Smith goes out, look, if he does go out, it's not going to be an emergency move, is it? Um, he scored 43 on the weekend. His break even's 39. So he's not going to cause you any damage if he gets kicked out as well um, of the team. Uh, but, you know, he's somebody that I'd eye off as well at 360,000. So, um, Karaz, I haven't been ecstatic with since he's come back from injury. Uh, he's worth 465,000. Um, it was a 36 in his last outing as well. The dogs are probably just, you know, gone a backward you know, a little bit as well. So looking at him, South looked like a bit of a busted. And Alex Johnston, um, whilst his average is 57.7 for the year, um, in the last few weeks, it's been a 28 to 45. So um, it was pretty good scoring before that. They just really need Trell back, don't they? And I don't know if that's going to happen until like round 21, 21. So those are the guys I'm sort of eyeing off, um, moving on. Um, and I think, you know, this week, um, the ones I've got my eye on are probably Munster. Um, look, he sat out last game after Origin sick um, or hungover, whichever one you want to believe. Um, but he um, looms is probably a good own after the Origin period. Uh, he's up against the Penrith Panthers this week, so I don't know if I want to do it this week necessarily, um, but I am eyeing him off. Um, I think, you know, having a Hines and a Cleary slash Hughes slash Moses or whatever you've got combo in there, these elite ones, um, I think that your pairing is in the 5-8. Some people are going to have Manu in there, some people are going to have Ponga or whatever, but for me, having a Cody Walker and a Munster looks like the go in the run home. It's just when you pull the trigger on Munster. Um, you know, if he's named this week against Penrith Panthers, um, you know, maybe you could wait a week, but I am going to be looking at him. Um, I'm probably having a bit of a geese as well at um, Val Holmes. I know he's really expensive, um, but it's not a huge jump there from someone like an Alex Johnston or if I had a little bit of extra money there um, left on top of a Carraz or who's at 465 in value or a Croker. You know, maybe I want to go if I've got an extra few dollars, you know, and grab myself that premium piece. And I think, um, you know, Val is one of those for sure. Um, I've got myself a Garrick. I've got a Manu. I've got a Mulatalo. I've got a Johnston. Uh, one more nice piece in there as a fifth piece um, in the run home. I think Val's going to finish the year strong and the Cowboys are looking pretty good. Um, so I'm eyeing them off. Um, I was looking at Tino last week, but obviously he was a late out and I went to, to Haas and well, at least he updated to 59 because he's busy when he's out there, but it was probably not the ideal round to bring in Haas. 
um, after Origin, uh, but because we thought he was going to get managed, and he didn't play huge, huge minutes. Has so it uh, wasn't ideal, but obviously with Tino out, a lot of us did do that zag over to Has. And I think that's a pretty good um, setup, you know, for your run home. I've got Tappany, I've got Harris, I've got Payne Hass, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, let's finish it off with... That's a problem for future Adrianosaurus. I don't envy that guy. Look, uh, in the upcoming round, like I said, um, Munster, he's somebody that I've got an eye on, but I think obviously with the origin, maybe... You know, it's after that that you want to bring him in. And I'm sort of leaning towards holding on trades this week. Um, you know, I'm sitting at the 12, I think, trades. So uh, no boosts. So I've got to have a couple of weeks off. My numbers look good for the round 19 and the round 20. Um, so I think, you know, and in, in those buy rounds, you can make the three trades as well. So I think this week, I've often said it, when it's, very easy enough for you to run a strong lineup uh, and you can actually hold a trade, it's probably a good time to do it. Do the save a trade when it's really easy to do the save a trade and don't luxury trade, you know. So this week, um, depending on how TLT lands and I don't have any shocks in there, I think I can field a strong 17 this week without trading. So I'm probably going to lean towards no trades. Um, that is, you know, obviously needed when I'm down at these sort of low numbers. Um, because you need as many as you can, I think, for the run home. Um, and like I said, if the if, if it's looking to you on the surface like it's savable, save a trade, save trades. So that's that's what I feel like this week could be offering to me, and I'm going to probably take that. Uh, good luck, guys. Obviously, I didn't look at the um, the trade trends, um, but I keep this snappy. It's at like a 36 or whatever minute show. I don't even know how it sounds because I wasn't really in the mood for it. But um, look, it's... Um, an important part of the, the, the season, obviously finishing off these buy part, uh, buys and, and the rounds following the buys, uh, for ready for the home stretch. Um, hard going, I reckon, um, If you unless you own a bloody Dylan with Tenny Zalesniak. Uh, but yeah, uh, hard, you know, to move up the ladder unless you have an absolute bonds around and you've got a really strong lineup. Um, someone like Harry Grant was a star last week and then he was unders last week. You know, when his milestone game, he was out. So it's hard to pick. And you think you've got all these great players who are going to score you well, but, you know, we get Cody when he's on an off night. You know, who has that potential to do that at times as well when he's in a mood? But that's the thing. A lot of it has to be getting the right players on the right runs and landing these, um, you know, good scores that are going to get you up the ladder. And, you know, even though I was slightly above par this week, it was only a couple of hundred spots on the ladder. So it's hard going. And, um, you know, we're going to, I really do still think we're going to be rewarded for those people that have managed to save a trade here and there uh, and who have got themselves planned really well for these buys for numbers um, and, you know, for the run home. So, there could be a lot of we will there will be a lot of movement from here to the end because it's going to be we're going to find out the people who didn't plan well you know we're going to find the people that did max trade and burn all their trades and ran out because it happens every year uh, we're going to find the people that were only short sided and looked the first buy and the second buy and they probably already are having a hard time in recent weeks but they're going to have an even harder one in the you know the following weeks so um, it's going to be an interesting time I love to. Uh, sitting there in the 6,000s, I'd love to just go up a, a good 3,000 or something next week to get up in the pointy end and hold on for the run home. Uh, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to be patient this week and, and try not to trade um, because I just think, you know, if, it, if, it's, if you can, it almost forces you to do so. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you on TLT. Have a ripping couple of days.
kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe...